mercy in the name of Jesus we receive your blessing father and we are reading your word in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen
joy, joy, joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Ne the prophet Nehemiah said that, and uh, is one powerful statement. When, when you think about what is the most exciting feeling that you can have other than peace, you know joy is that feeling. Joy is one of the most uh, amazing experiences that we can have as believers when, uh, when it's in regards of our daily life, uh, whatever happens, uh, uh, even during the night or uh, in a vacation, you're thinking, well, I want to have fun, right? That's what you're thinking. And uh, also, when you are working, you think, well, I would like to have some fun while I work. It's not just uh, doing our responsibilities, but, uh, but at the same time having, having some fun. And uh, I would like to share with you today some scriptures. And uh, my brother, uh, Brandon, will help me with the, with the screen here, some of the slides. The first scripture that we are reading today is in Psalms 135.3. And it says, praise the Lord because he is good. Praise his name because it brings such joy. But the reason why so many people cannot experience joy is because they have pain. Pain is the result of frustration. Pain because sometimes we think, well, I don't, I don't have what I want. Or we can think, uh, think uh, things are not going the way that I want. They are not going my way. Or someone is not doing what I say. I, I didn't get what we agreed. <laughs> Somebody is taking all the credit. What about me? When you think about the reasons why we cannot experience joy in our lives, the number one reason is because there is pain in our lives. It's the, the result of frustration because things are not exactly as we want. Have you experienced that? A moment when you were hoping, I'm going to get this, and you didn't get it. And then the frustration. The frustration also when someone doesn't do what that person told you will do. You, you made an agreement with someone, let's say business-wise. You make an agreement with somebody. You say, we will do this job. We will do this work. And then we will split and uh, this and this percentage each one. The time comes when the business is done. The money comes. And when is the time to split the money? Where's the money? Well, surprise. And you get frustrated. And the same thing happens in our romantic relationships, right? It, it is sad how many people are cheating on their spouses in these days. It is just ridiculous. People just cheating and cheating and cheating. And that hurts, of course. Because you, you know that. It's not an easy thing just to say, oh, he was sleeping with somebody else. That's okay. I don't care. You, you cannot say that. And vice versa, you know. Uh, a husband cannot say, well, you know what? I'm working hard and uh, I'm doing all these things and now she's, she, she, she had an affair. But you know what? It wasn't serious. Would you say that? No. No. It, certainly you will not tolerate things like that. When we, when we experience that kind of frustration is when we experience pain. But we know that in order to move from pain, there is one step. It is through forgiveness. When you think about all the pain that you have lived in your life, 
and you realize, man, that is like living in a prison. I don't like that. There is only one way to get out of there, and the key to open the, the doors of that prison is forgiveness. And forgiveness, remember, is a decision. It's not like you think, well, I feel like I'm ready to forgive. <laughs> you will never feel ready to forgive. There is no way you will feel ready to forgive. When you, when you experience betrayal, you don't say, I'm ready to forgive. No. You will never be ready to forgive. Forgiveness, forgiveness is a decision. You need to think, okay, it's time for me to forgive that individual. It's time for me to forgive that person for, or those individuals for whatever they have done. Because forgiveness is a decision. Once you make that decision, you are going to be ready to break, break the chains of bitterness. Do you know how many people are bitter in this world? Just watch them how they drive. Is they are just looking for an accident. They are trying to hit you, and you're like, wow, man, what's wrong with you? You know? Just look at them, how they interact in the stores or when they are doing business. It's, there is a lot of people with bitterness, and that bitterness is the result of frustration. They are in what? Pain. Pain. And because of the pain, people cannot experience joy. So how we get out of pain? Through Forgiveness. Forgiveness breaks the chains of bitterness, but also forgiveness releases my soul. So let's make it real. This week, this past week, what kind of things you lived that were very frustrating to you? Do you remember something that happened to you that was extremely frustrating? And you were like, I cannot believe this. Isn't it that what we say? I cannot believe this. I mean, we agreed on that. And look what is happening. Again, he promised me he won't do it again. She promised me she will not do that ever again. And here we are. The frustration just brings so much bitterness in our hearts. And then we cannot experience joy. There is a delicious meal there. And we cannot even enjoy it. <laughs> There is a gathering with family and friends, but we cannot be happy. I mean, sometimes it's hard to even give a smile when we are so much in pain and because of this, that frustration. You need to see that because the only one person that can take you out of that chain, that jail, that prison of bitterness is yourself. You have the key. Say with me, I have the key. You have the key. It's, it's not somebody else. It's you, yourself. You have the key. With that key, which is forgiveness, you will go out. It's a decision, remember. You break the chains of bitterness, and then your soul will be released. And once you experience forgiveness, then you can experience peace. But let's read one scripture, Psalm 35. His anger lasts for a little while. But then his kindness brings life. The night might be filled with tears, but in the morning we can sing for joy. Yes, 
And we think, well, the Lord probably is mad at me for what I have done. <coughs> Listen, friends, I don't know what's your view about this, what I am about to talk, but, but I know how I feel. And I talked to my wife about it, and she said to me, yeah, I feel the same sometimes too. It's about my sins, my, my story, my past, and my wrong decisions. Sometimes, from time to time, I wake up and I am thinking about that. Or some evenings, and I said to Tracy, honey, I don't know what's the deal, but I just feel bad about something. You know, when my kids were little, you know, when this and this happened, and I tell her some of the things and my mistakes, my sins, and I said, I feel bad about that. And, uh, and then she says, yeah, sometimes I feel bad about my, my own sins, too. It's hard to think about it, right? Yeah, she says, it's awful, right? But then I say, but you know what? I think the consequences of my sins were too hard on me, and the Lord allowed me to leave that so I can learn the lesson, <laughs> right? I learned the lesson of what did I do wrong? So that's why that scripture, it says that even though the Lord can be sometimes disappointed, his kindness will come back to us, right? And then is when in the morning we can sing out of joy. And when we experience that forgiveness of the Lord and we start to recuperate out of our mistakes, right? Then we aim for peace. And that peace comes from the Lord. The real peace that this world needs comes from the Lord God Almighty. doesn't come from alcohol or drugs. Let's talk about it for a second. How many people in a, in a daily basis are finding the refuge in a cup? Whether it's A, B, C kind of alcoholic drink. How many people are just finding their peace in that? And every single day they have to go to this thing. Mm. They take a sip, and then they go, I feel much better now. I feel much better now. So what they are saying, listen to this. What they are saying is, alcohol is bringing me what? Peace. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. We are finding our peace in something like alcohol. What about drugs? Whether it's smoking the drugs or inhaling the drugs or well, I have no clue how many kind of drugs are in this world today. I just know there are so many. And so many individuals looking for peace through the use of alcohol or drugs. And that's not the real peace. You know? And either comes from food. Right? And I am guilty of this. Sometimes I just need a piece of chocolate and I think I need a candy. Something that just makes me feel good, you know? But, and it could be, but the real peace doesn't come from, from eating and neither from shopping, right? Because sometimes when we are frustrated, we just say, I'm, sh I'm going shopping, you know? And we go to the store and we just walk around and we see something that we like and we buy this and we start putting stuff in the basket because we think shopping is going to bring us peace and it's not. From 
From other, on the other hand, we, we also can, can be confused and think, well, if somebody does what I say, then I will have peace. It's like trying to control individuals. In our homes, right, with our kids, we can easily make that mistake. I will have peace if they do what I say. We husbands, we can say that. If my wife do, does what I say, I will have peace in the house. Supervisors, they say, if my employees do what I say, I will have peace in the company. You see? That's erroneous also. That, that's not a right thing to do. Peace comes from the Lord. Peace comes from accepting my situation. This is the reality of my life. And I have to accept it. So I, I need to have joy in my life. I can't have it. Why? Because I'm in pain. Why? Because I'm frustrated. What should I do? Forgive. Whoever I need to forgive, even myself. Then I will experience the peace of the Lord. But that peace will come when I understand it's not from drugs, it's not from alcohol, it's not from food, it's not from shopping, it's not from other people doing what I say. It, it comes when I accept my own situation. Whatever is my situation, I need to accept it. And then I have to let it go, whatever happened in the past. Some people <laughs> carry within themselves wounds from something that happened 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago. And that's not healthy. You need to let it go and forget about it. Don't think about it again. Just don't think about it because it's not healthy. Next slide, please, my brother. Psalm 30, 11. You have changed my sorrow Psalm 30, 11. You have changed my sorrow into dancing. You have taken away my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That is what the Lord does. You see? It's the Lord taking away that sadness, that frustration, that pain, that bitterness. And then he gives us a new cloth, which is joy. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I need to come to this conclusion that the only true joy in this world is the Lord. What about my family, Gian? So is it wrong if I find joy in my family? No. It's not wrong. But let me explain to you how that works. First of all, the idea of getting joy from the human perspective is I need to get something to give me that joy. Somebody to give me that joy. That, that, is the, that is the issue. When you stop looking for that source of joy on, in humans or stuff, and you put the source in the right place, which is the Lord, He is going to give you the joy. And when you have the joy of the Lord, you are going to share that joy with your family. So your family, your friends, they ignore the source of the joy. They are the target of that joy. You see the difference? You receive the Lord, the joy from the Lord in your heart. 
Once you have that joy, you can share it with everyone in your family and in your circle. But normally what people do is this. They are here thinking, oh, you have to give me some joy. You have to give me some joy. I need to get joy out of you. I need to get joy out of this. I need to get joy out of that. You see? They are taking from people or things around them. Instead of thinking, Lord, I don't want to have these individuals or stuff being the source of my joy. You are the joy of my life. And two important things here. Once the Lord is the joy of my life, I'm going to continue thinking of where I am. Let me explain this to you. A lot of people get it and they say, okay, well, the, the Lord is the joy of my life. He is the joy of my life. Yeah. Okay. He's giving me joy. He's giving me joy. Here's the trick part. They say, but, <laughs> but if I am in the ocean, I will really be happy. Yeah, the Lord is the joy of my life. But if I was in a different house, <laughs> they, they cannot experience the true joy because they are not able to think of here, this moment, this place, here and now. Other people say, okay, the Lord is going to be the joy of my life. But he will be my joy when I get the new job. You see? Oh, I will get the, the true joy will be entirely and complete when I get married. Uh, the joy will be complete when I get a, a kid, when I get a car, when I graduated, when I get a house, when I retired. Do you see? There is always a condition, and, and that is wrong, because the Lord is capable enough to give you the joy that you need here and now. You should be able to enjoy your life just between in your relationship between you and the Lord. And he will give you that joy. And you will not be longing for, if I have this or if I have that. If I am with this person, if I am with this other person. No, there is no, no need for it. You just concentrate on the Lord all the time. Putting your eyes on the Lord. Because if you make the mistake, listen carefully. If you make the mistake, you got it. You know the joy is the... The Lord is the joy of your life. You got it. But then again, you put your eyes on people. It's going to happen. People will disappoint you, and you will start all over again. <laughs> you put your joy on things. Things are going to happen. And then you will start all over again. And you say, oh, gosh, I, I knew this. I knew that this is the, the Lord, the joy of my life. You need to see that the Lord is, is capable enough to fill your heart with joy. You don't need anything else. You don't need anyone else. 
You understand? You don't need them. But when you need the Lord and let the Lord fill your heart with His joy, then you will be able to love everybody in such a way that you are going to be given to every individual around you that love and that joy. And that is what the Lord wants from us. There are some scriptures that I want to share with you to finish today this message. And after that, we are going to sing one song. But I want to show you this one. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 27. In the presence of the Lord, there is glory and honor. His temple is a place of power and joy. Guys, whenever we go to heaven and we will see the reality of his glory, you will then you will say, oh my gosh, that is what that scripture meant. <laughs> the is what we want to say. Oh, that is what he meant. His temple is a place of power and joy. Because in the presence of the Lord, in his temple, there is so much abundance of everything. And that is what this scripture says. I have another scripture for you. Proverbs 3.17. Wisdom will lead you to a life of joy and peace. Because listen, when you finally get it that the joy that you are looking for comes from the Lord. When you finally get it and you put your eyes on the Lord and you find your joy in, on the Lord only, He is going to guide you to make right decisions. And you will, you will have a life that will lead you to joy and peace. That is the result of you paying attention to your things. Let's, let's talk about possibilities here of this. What is the meaning of this? Let's suppose, let's start with kids. Kids, they receive assignments in their homes. They say, the parents said, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. They are chores to do, right? If the kid is paying attention, will do the chores, and as a result, what is going to happen? The parents are going to be happy, and then there is joy and peace in the house, right? Because the kid was paying attention. Okay, let's move a little bit higher. It's a student, high school student or college student. The, the teachers assign them some homework. They are going to have tests. They need to read this. They need to study. If they are paying attention, instead of playing around and wasting their time, if they are paying attention, they will do their assignments, they will do their homework, they will, they will study, they will succeed on that, right? There is going to be joy, you passed in peace. Ha, ah, great. As a result of what? Paying attention. And adults in their work, in their Jobs and their work is the same thing. Each adult has responsibilities, but the person has to pay attention. If the person is paying attention, that is what it says here. Wisdom will lead you to a life of joy and peace. Because wisdom is the spirit of the Lord coming to you, guiding you to pay attention to your things. 
the joy of the Lord, He is the joy. He brings us His spirit, His joy into our hearts. But once He is there, He wants you to pay attention. Pay attention to your life. Pay attention to the decisions you are making. Pay attention to everything is, on, is in your hands, everything that is under your responsibility. Pay attention because that will guide you to a life of joy and peace. And finally, I have another scripture for you. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, first section. You have not seen Jesus Christ, but still you love him. You can't see him now. But you believe in him. And the second part says, random, second part says, <laughs> you are filled with a wonderful and heavenly joy that cannot be explained. So all of a sudden, listen guys, the frustration is gone. Do you remember the steps? We realize I'm in pain, I'm frustrated, I need to forgive, I'm going to let it go. I have his peace. He is my joy. It's all about here and now. He gives me the joy. He gives me the wisdom. I'm paying attention. I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to be filled with a wonderful and heavenly joy that cannot be explained. <coughs> then is when people around you will be wondering, what's wrong with you? And they will ask you the question, what kind of drugs are you taking now? Are you on drugs? What are you taking? What's the deal? How is it possible? This is the question people ask. How is it, po is it possible that you are going through so much and you, you are peaceful and you are joyful? How is it possible? I mean, look at your life and my life. And people compare that. Sometimes they compare, you know, on the things that they can see. For instance, people with more money than what the money you have, they wonder, how, how is it possible that you can be so happy? I have more money than you. You have nothing, but you are happy. You are joyful. How is it possible? Right? Sometimes they compare because they have a family. And maybe you, you don't have a full family. You, you don't have a, the perfect family you like. But they have the perfect family, and they ask you, how is it possible that you can be so joyful and peaceful? Look at me. I have everything. You have nothing. How is it possible? Right? Sometimes it's about health. People say that. They say, look at me. I'm healthy. My body works great. You know, I'm doing great. But I'm miserable. And you, you're struggling with health issues. And you don't have too much money. And your family is so complicated, and yet you are peaceful and joyful. Then is when this scripture makes so much sense. You are filled with a wonderful and heavenly joy that cannot be explained. It's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is what we are talking about. And we are going to sing a song. Tracy and I wrote this song. And this song, the title is Joy. And it's, it's a very simple song. You might be able to sing, sing it alone. 
And basically what it says is that the joy, the Lord is the joy of my life. Ready? Life can present many challenges to you. Many surprises can confuse you. You might feel lost and abandoned. With the Lord, everything changes and you can see no more tears, no more pain. Your presence, Lord, that is my true joy. All day with you, all day with you, is such a joy, is such a joy. Your presence, Lord, the joy of of the Lord you are not the same problems are not as hard as they seem the Lord is with you so you can see no more tears no more Lord, that is my true joy. All day with you is such a joy. Your presence, Lord, the joy of my life. No more tears. No more tears. No no more pain. Your presence, Lord, that is my true joy. All day with you is such a joy. Your presence, Lord, the joy of my Joy, all day with 
Joy of my life. 